But it's not, and, and it's not covered by Like, is it provided free? Not covered by who? Come on, man. Now I have to make another edit. Ah, shit. <laughs> and it's not covered by your employer? <laughs> yeah. Hello. Welcome to Overanalyzed with the D. Um, don't want to get some confusion there. And, uh, yep, I'm June and talking to Alec. Hey, man, just another overanalyzer over here. Yeah, exactly. Just just two overanalyzers overanalyzing stuff. On Skype on a Tuesday. No, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday evening. <laughs> man, Tuesdays are uh, weekdays. All right. <laughs> Busy man Alec here. Can't have any other day. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Well, actually, I might be available this weekend now, but... Um, Nonetheless, uh, <laughs> I'm glad that we're recording now because I can start re- editing sooner. It's true. That's true. So we're going to talk about um, life and just in general, um, how can we, I guess the first topic is how do we optimize certain things in life? Um, and I'll start off by saying uh, I just got a Sam's Club membership and the other day I went into Sam's Club for the first time Um you know, picked up some things I need. I scanned the, I, I know I got the app, the Sam's Club app. And one of the features it has is scan and go. And you're basically, you scan the barcode of every item you put in your shopping cart. And it's super fast. You know, it's, it picks up the item very quickly. And then at the end, I just basically, I, I'm noticing this huge line just building up. In the, even before I got into the store, I'm like, man, this is busy. I mean, it's just like, I don't know if people have ever been to Costco or Sam's Club on some of the busier days. It is just insanity. And it's closer to Thanksgiving. I noticed it was really busy yep. at the Greek grocery store this weekend. Yeah. And that's a Greek grocery store. Imagine times a gazillion for Sam's Club. Right. Or a wholesale Not a niche club product. Where, right. yeah, where you're buying you know, gallons instead of fluid ounces. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, yeah, so the lines were ridiculous, but because of the scan and go, I just paid on my phone. I pay on my phone and I just walk right past all the lines and it felt fantastic. And I'm just thinking, why isn't this everywhere? Why can't this be at grocery stores, um, you know, supermarkets, uh, any kind of retail store? I mean, Apple Store does it. Yeah, the Apple Store does do it. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Um, I think there's just like a fundamental change that needs to happen um, to sort of the retail experience, the brick-and-mortar retail experience. I mean, even Amazon Store, ironically, the killer of brick-and-mortar is in its own brick-and-mortar is probably the most, you know, supposed to be the most efficient, right? Like, there's you don't have to do anything. You don't even need an app. You just get the stuff just and go pick and it just up, leave. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. Um, obviously that's an extreme, but um, prior to that, I just don't see why, like, I wonder if the concern companies have is, is not as much of the technology because everybody's making apps nowadays. How hard is it to just, you know, scan products and check out on a phone? I mean, I don't think it's that bad. I'm wondering if it's more about, concerns for you know loss loss prevention how do you prevent theft oh it's all loss prevention it's fascinating to me that the apple store even works with that with that app my understanding is that when you buy something using it um, everyone gets a notification on their easy pay of someone just bought this 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it kind of blows my mind that they even do it there. It feels wrong. I've done it before. Have you ever done it there? It yep. feels, it feels like you're, it feels like you're stealing. Yeah. It feels like I just left with a product and then I'm always sort of like walking out, you know, cause you don't have a bag. A you, just have the, exactly. you just have the product and then you're kind of like, I'm looking behind my back to make sure like, I'm not going to get tackled by some security officer. <laughs> and 90% of the people there probably don't know that that's a, uh, a feature. So they're probably like, Oh my God, I'm watching someone shoplift right now. Uh, um, yeah. 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 Somebody get him. <laughs> so yeah, I guess June, my question for you is like, that's all fine and good that you scanned and all. I'm wondering, have you considered taking it a step further and utilizing one of those services where you conduct your whole order online and then you just pick it up? It's already been pre-shopped for you and you just do the pickup. I think this is where I fundamentally just differ with a lot of people our age, especially that are now just, you know, getting everything delivered, groceries, all that stuff. Like I find that going to the grocery store for me is just a nice break in my life. Um, for some people that's stressful, but for me, it's like a nice little thing to do. And I think it's cause I do it a lot of times with Carolina and like, it's, it's just a thing that we like to do together. You know, you walk down, I walk down every freaking aisle, you know, of a, of a grocery store <laughs> because I just like to see like, Oh, Oh yeah. I didn't know about these things or, you know, and also just sort of like, education of price and brands that yeah. are available for certain things sure you can you can do the, all the same thing with you know a search in in the amazon search bar but there's something about being there and actually looking at things um and when it comes to produce i need to choose my own i have sometimes picky things for how to choose certain produce you know i wish i had a cheat sheet on that yeah, I know. <laughs> I want like a little pamphlet, a little thing I can like <laughs> strap onto my wrist of like all the different technologies of checking like avocado or a cantaloupe, you know et cetera. It sounds like an app idea. Um, <laughs> you know, just I, put I wonder, your camera wonder, yeah. over some avocados and it'll tell you exactly which ones are good. <laughs> or just like the, uh, our good buddy, the Anova app where you can go to the guides and you tap on each particular um, thing and it gives you like the different temperatures and pictures It'd be awesome if there was an app that had all these different fruits and, and vegetables of how to inspect them properly. Mm, yeah, this is, yeah, this seems like low-hanging fruit. I imagine there it already exists. There you go. I want to look into it. Yeah, look it up. If it doesn't, it's a good idea. Boom. <laughs> good idea to do in a well, year or so. <laughs> well, and the other thing about these wholesale clubs, right, is the free samples. I ma- I definitely uh, make my rounds. I make my rounds multiple times. I will unashamedly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, man. Weekends, especially you know Saturdays. Oh geez, there'll be like ten stations at least. And then you know once you're done with all ten, they've already forgotten your face, and then you just go back in for another <laughs> round. It's it's pretty good. I'll tell you something. I I, I got a Harris Teeter after work. They usually have the samples going at that time. One time I went up to the the cheese. It was a nice provolone cheese cube, and this lady was like, "There was just a little girl here." who I saw lick her hands and reach in and oh. get some cheese. And I and I was like, I'll risk it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worth it. <laughs> I literally said it. I was like, I'll risk it. And I just go in there. She just gave me this look of like disgust. Like, I told you and you still went for it. And I think she was like cursing me to get, get diseased. That's um, hilarious. I didn't. Um, and my whole, my whole belief is um, I like to subject myself to germs. Because I think then I get become tolerant, and it's going to all work out. Like you're building up an immunity. Building up an immunity. 
It's like you can't live in fear. Everything's gross and disgusting. Like if you know enough about germs, you realize everything's awful. Like, <laughs> and like, yes, I understand that slobbering hands of a, a toddler is a higher risk than just normal germs, but it's a risk I'm willing to take. I know. It's like a balance between, all right, you're probably not going to die from catching whatever she may have, but you might be very uncomfortable and might get, <laughs> you know, a certain amount of sickness, uh, but then maybe your body is better off later. Look, man, I was hungry. There was a cheese cube. <laughs> yeah, you're like suffering from 105 degree fever and you're still thinking, worth it. That was damn good provolone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, I guess back to uh why do I use why do I not use the pickup? I actually have really thought about it, but I just don't like I mean, wholesale stores is kind of different because you're not you're not really picking produce and also I have a rule to not buy perishables. Well, to not buy produce, I should be clear. I do buy perishables, but that perish in like 2 years, you know, not not in a week. Um, so Mm -hmm. I, I don't, you know, I stay away from that kind of stuff, but in general, um, man, I don't know. I just like to see, especially, you know, when you walk into these stores, the first thing you see is the tech center and it's just like, Oh, all the TVs and like the computers, the phones. And it's just like, man. And and for me, it's not like temptation. It's just kind of like, Ooh, it's there. Yeah. It's there. And it's cool to like, see it. Sometimes I play with it. You know, you look at an OLED and it's like, wow. Um, Anyways, yeah. anyways, I don't know. That's, that's just an experience you don't get when you're online. It is. And I would also talk about how going to the store, like you said, you're able to um, react to different sales. I do a lot of sales-based purchases sometimes. I'll get bacon when it's on sale. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't get bacon because you shouldn't always have bacon around. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> Maybe some point. people disagree, but like, <laughs> that's how I moderate my bacon intake is if it's on sale or not. <laughs> Um, I'm always interested, but I'm not always going to list it. Well, trust me, if you buy on-sale bacon at Costco or Sam's Club, you will never run out of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I have one at home right now. So I'm ready. I'm ready to bacon at any moment. There you go. But that's that's a really good point because when I'm online, it's you don't really... You know, like Sam's Club app and the website does show you like, ooh, here are all the instant savings, like things that are on sale. But there are literally hundreds of them, and it is a complete time waster to ever go through that list. It's just like you're going to spend so much time scrolling, and, you know, there's little value in that. But when you're in the store, and they're presenting to you, like, in the, you know, in the front of the aisle, right, as you walk by them, like, hey, these things are on sale. Five dollars off of, like, you know, a bag of chips or whatever, or bacon, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, ooh, yeah. Valuable real estate. Yeah, I totally buy things if off of sales. I mean, that's the whole point, right? That's 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 a yeah. complete strategy thing that I am, in some sense, falling for. But um, but it's you know sometimes I think it's a win win. Like oh, this is something, you know, I was thinking of getting, and you're you're taking you're giving a discount. Why not? You know, it's win win. Yep, it's definitely a win win. So I guess we'll uh, jump into the next topic. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know I, I don't lock my iPad. You have to understand That's that this okay. pop filter is is blocking my face, and um, so it's not just yeah. blocking me seeing your face; it's blocking you seeing everything else. <laughs> it, it's pretty bad. This thing's kind of in the way, um, and I feel like I have too much pop when I listen. Mm. Uh, you need one of mine. So I want to I want to bring up 
the whole purposeful day thing yeah and how we go about living a purposeful day i first would like to plug my good buddy tom hefner he has a podcast called the next year now podcast and this podcast he almost always has a guest and he will talk to them about their expertise usually there's some kind of uh novelist etc and they give you nice insights on life and tom is an incredible interviewer always asks really good questions super duper good high quality podcast so i recommend you listen um and i honestly have gotten a lot of habits and practices out of that uh podcast i would be i'll be honest like when sometimes when they come on i'm like these guys are there's the kind of people you're like ah these people are full of shit you know like (laughs) they're just like self-promoting themselves and they they somehow like managed to get to that that spot like you that's like always been my um my thought of thought leaders anyone who calls themselves a thought leader i'm like uh (laughs) you know i'm a little nervous of them but um no actually 95 percent of them are, are really solid guests and i feel like there's always a little nugget to gain out of it so Maybe that that whole genre of self help and whatnot is maybe not that, all that terrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess um, just looking at this list, for me, I, I kind of alluded to it um, in a previous episode, but I I use reminders to death. That is my memory system. Um, if I don't make a reminder, and particularly with the app Do, which is a, a DUE that chronically <laughs> will tell you, hey, 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 every five minutes until you hit mark done or postpone it. Um, that's my way of getting things done. Like I did my, uh, my open enrollment today all because do harass me until I did. So I, I made a, a change to my long-term disability election. <laughs> <laughs> my friend did the math for me. Uh, he was like, Oh yeah. If you do the post tax one, if you ever do use it, you'll make it all back in like the first paycheck. Totally worth it. And I was like infinite time scale. I'll probably do long-term disability. So I should, uh, just pay mm-hmm. the extra two dollars or whatever and that should be another topic by the way benefits oh really benefit benefits? elections oh. <laughs> see I, I don't i don't think i have much to say about that i'm just a single guy who's like give mm-hmm. me the bare bones because well, yeah, except i do do the better dental better dental you're getting the long-term disability like there are definitely things that are i have clearly... to get the long-term disability what do you mean they Why? actually force it oh. it's a mandate you have to choose one yeah oh, you no do. kidding okay yeah that's different i know and it's not covered by your employer? Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, I think they cover some of it, um, but they don't cover all of it. So you have to choose one. It's a, it's a nominal fee. It's in, isn't that interesting when mm-hmm. they're like, we cover a certain amount of your benefit? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you could just cover all of it and pay me less. Like, I, I think that's an interesting... Hmm. Like, implying that you have choice, but... Because it's not linear, June. If you look at it, it'll say, employer pays this much and then you pay this much for each plan and like sometimes they pay more like if you have a family for instance they'll pay more for your health insurance uh but you also pay more so i i, I'm, I didn't do the math to see if it's a ratio but it's kind of interesting yeah yeah i've i've looked into that too um i don't know what system you guys use for benefits signing up for benefits but for us it's definitely like they show you, oh, the employer, you know, the total cost, the employer contribution, and your cost. Mm-hmm. And then every time, whatever option you select, it shows those numbers. So you can that definitely see, it. like, wow, okay, you know, for example, at my company, um, you know, if I was single, you know how much it costs for um, for health insurance? For granted, it's it's the highest deductible one, but still, it's probably free. Uh, close 20 bucks for a whole year. Okay. 
So Wait, yeah, 20, almost, a whole year. Uh huh. Why did they even whole bother? Year. <laughs> a whole year for a twenty dollar bill. It's like that's just it's just petty at that point. Like <laughs> I know. So, anyways, it's it's insane, right? And um, <laughs> right. I mean, you have a point. It's like why not just pay the twenty bucks, right? <laughs> I know. It just feels like a weird exchange. Like you you paid yeah. me twenty dollars. Now I'm give it back. Like, am I supposed to sell lemonade on the side of the road to get the twenty dollars? So it's not a direct from your paycheck to right back at you kind of thing. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, that's it's just like, yeah, and but then it doesn't scale. Like if you now I do the family right, um, and now family I think is like it's like six hundred something a year, right? Okay, and it's like mm-hmm. wow when you think about it. It's like, damn, 20 to 600 something for a, you know, from a single to a family. That's insane. But then if you, if you take it into context, the total cost, right? The company is actually adding another, like, I think some, like several thousand more, right? Like Mm -hmm. the company is paying several thousand more. Like what the $600 more that I'm paying, right? Basically is, is much smaller percentage you know then then say how much more the company is adding in right is covering from going from single to family so yeah anyways the difference is actually like quite large um so i think it's it's helpful to look at like the total cost of healthcare and always reminds me how ridiculously expensive healthcare costs are so that said um yeah going back to do reminders I also live by adding as much as I can reminders. I can probably do better, but I have wanted to try and do, but I could not give up the ability to use Siri to just tell the lady in my can to to just set it for me. And it is so convenient. It's probably by far the most most used Siri command for me is adding reminders. So there is a way around it. I haven't actually set it up personally. I, I also feel that pain, June. Um, but the, the way around it is if you ask to add a reminder to a certain list, and that list is then tracked by Good Buddy Do. Okay. What do you mean? Like it's take like Do will connect to the specific list and reminders? Yeah. So you choose a list and reminders, and whenever you add one to that list, Do will see it, and then it will delete it out of reminders and add it to do interesting okay it has a few limitations but it, it works pretty well is my like understanding after reading what it what it can do um hmm. so it's yeah. worth i think it's worth a shot we can make that as follow-up for next week we can both uh try to set that up on our phones yeah or i can well, set it first and i'll let you know how it works <laughs> and i wonder how i mean it clearly it has an apple watch app too right and it syncs with the apple watch app yep yeah I hope the feature you're talking about will also sync with the Apple Watch. I would think it should. Yeah, it should. So it's all the same Reminders database. And actually, um, Reminders is kind of interesting. I don't know if you have an app that... Like, I use an app called Grocery, and it ties into my um, grocery list, reminder list. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it prioritizes them in order of how I usually check them off. So it kind of like guesses your workflow through the through the supermarket. 
Interesting. Now, I was like, thinking of it would be cool if there was an automatic categorization feature of my groceries list. It will analyze the things I put in there and automatically mm. group it by produce, meats, fish, you know, you know, dairy, yeah. whatever, because that's how I grocery shop, right? You go to yeah. a section of the grocery store. Yeah, it might. I haven't paid for it. There's like a premium version and I, I haven't done that. So maybe that's a part of that, but I, it might not be. It probably isn't. Um, but it's cool. Although I will say it's caught on my habit of forgetting to buy bread. Sometimes Rachel will put in bread and I'll always forget it until I like look at the end and then it's like, Oh, bread's the last thing you usually pick up. I'm like, it's cause I always forget it. It's right near the front. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a self-defeating thing. You'll always make it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. On the, on the bottom of the list. Yeah. I need to see if I can, uh, figure out a way to customly say bread goes to the top. So that's interesting. So it's the same reminders database. Huh? Huh, yeah, huh, huh. it's a nifty idea. So then I yeah. can just say, hey, lady in a tube, like, go ahead and add so-and-so to the grocery list, and it does. That's yeah. one of my. That's probably one of my number one use cases, honestly. And then it'll show up in your groceries app. Yeah. Okay, yep. that is, that's actually really, that's, wow, that's huge. Because I, I had no idea you could do that. Um, I always thought Siri was very limited to just the native apps. Um, well, not native, but, you know, the made-by-Apple apps. If you configure um, your Apple Watch to remain on the last used app for some amount of time, then you can also pull it up on your Apple Watch and have the list there, and you can just be like, doop, 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 as you go down the aisles. It works pretty well. Mm. Wow. So, I don't know, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about as far as reminders? Well, I was going to ask you, one of the questions was, how do you like to add your reminders? Like, do you, is it pretty much whenever you think of something, like, what what is the trigger for your mind to think of like oh i'm gonna add something to a reminders list i mean whenever i need to remember something uh like i don't anything i defer for a later time i try to enter in a reminder and obviously that's fighting the friction of entering in a reminder because sometimes you're in a situation where it's not appropriate and that's the whole reason you're not doing it right then and there so it's a it's a balancing act i mean i have reminders on my computer at work and i have it open all the time so if i if if inspiration strikes, I can just, you know, command tab into it and pop it in. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. How about, um, how about when do you decide to use reminders versus add something to the calendar? Um, I try to add things to calendar that are actual events that take time in my day. So I kind of see what you're getting at. Cause I, I see the list. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know if it's a if it's a task that only takes a few minutes, then um, I like to do it that way, uh, where mm. I just add it to the reminder list. But if it's going to take a significant amount of time, then maybe you do it differently. I don't know. I I, I kind of just want to break into it, like blocking off time on my calendar. I don't do that very often. I usually just have actual places I need to be on the calendar, not. Um, like, oh, this is going to be podcast time. Although I do have podcast time on my calendar. Um, but like, let's say grad school, I don't have a, a dedicated grad school time on my calendar. Or um, it, when I edit, edit the podcast, I, that's not on the calendar either. So I don't block off all parts of my day. Do you? Mm -hmm. Is that part of your lifestyle now? No, I think that's too much. Um, I think at one point in my life, I used to, I used to try to purposely assign every basically every minute of my day to something right and it just felt like 
the thing the problem with that is sure you feel like you're somehow planning your day better but what i end up realizing is a i end up spending so much time planning and b i rarely follow what i end up planning in my calendar anyways you know things come up um especially now that i have a family it's just like no <laughs> what i thought i would do yet you know today yesterday is definitely not going to happen <laughs> so that and that happens a lot but i was kind of curious like if i gave you some things right like would you add it as a reminder or a calendar okay so for example taking out the trash that's a reminder specifically in do right okay so that's easy right how about another easy one uh concert that's an event on the calendar be a calendar right but now how about do grad school homework that's neither that's neither so you so you wouldn't have you wouldn't have I used to. a calendar or a reminder to do that. Okay. So like in, in college, when there was a lot of different moving parts and a lot of different assignments at any given time, multiple classes, I had a homework list and I had it prioritized by day and all that good stuff. And it was awesome as I struck things off the list. But nowadays I don't do that because I only take one class at a time. Usually the homework is due on the same day every day or every week. And uh, it's very easy to get into a routine there. So I don't, I don't do that for that particular class. Hmm. Okay. How about something like get an oil change? Getting an oil change, I will add as a reminder to schedule. And then once it's scheduled, add it to the calendar. Okay. Well, the interesting thing at work is that since everything is an outlook, what I've been doing is shooting myself emails oh, God. if I know I'm, I need to do something. And then I will, ta- I will tag it as a to-do item as a task uh-huh. um, flag it right and you know how you can you know flag it in outlook as like you can assign a due date and things like that and a, t- and a time to remind you or a pop-up am, notification yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i do that and i'm always sort of torn between like oh wait should i just if i know for example i gotta do so and so task and i'm not sure exactly how long it's gonna take but I think like, you know what, should I just send myself an email and set up a task or should I block off my calendar? Um, and I know one of the things you, you know, you have is block off time as well. And like, this is just one of the things I think I'm terrible at is blocking time off in my calendar to sort of, uh, it goes back to what we're saying. It's like, do I ever, you know, block my calendar off, um, for things and, I used to sort of be one extreme of it. Now I'm kind of the opposite extreme. Um, But I find that if I don't block stuff on my calendar, just from a practical perspective, people at work will just schedule stuff on my calendar like crazy. So you've you've ascended into that. Yeah. You know how we used to look at our boss's calendars and we're like, holy crap. You know, you try to ever schedule a meeting notice with someone, you know, with one of them and you're trying to find an open spot. Like, good luck. You know, (laughs) weekends basically (laughs) are the only available ones. (laughs) I actually uh, did an exercise in that today where I was like, oh, I'm going to meet with my supervisor um, a month from now. So I just like shot a dart a month later and I was like, of course you have a meeting all day. (laughs) it's like a month away how is this possible (laughs) exactly Uh, exactly i am now kind of on that side now and it's it's ridiculous and like i i find it that i just can't really get any of my own tasks done um and i need to have a system of making sure i do that 
instead of coming home and working late and, you know, I, I can't, that's not a really sustainable thing. You know what I mean? Like I can't work till midnight to actually get my stuff done. Um, I have to actually, I don't know. I know some people do that, but I can't, I don't know. To me, that's not really sustainable. And I'd like to be able to balance it better, um, during the day. Okay. Is this an intervention, June? Am I trying to like, you need some help? Maybe it is. (laughs) So I, look, you definitely need to start blocking off your calendar. If you've become a person that gets too many calendar invites, like I don't have that problem right now. I have pretty predictable calendar times every once in a while. Like this happened just the other day where you have a meeting and then they have an hour block and then you have a meeting and then you have an hour block. And it's like, how am I supposed to do anything in that hour block? Um, particularly when you're trying to like do a major piece of code at this point. Yeah, like, exactly. And making coffee takes half an hour. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Actually making coffee makes exact, it took exactly uh, four minutes this morning, June. And I know it because I got in right at eight fifty six, and I had a meeting at nine and I, I strolled in like right at nine. Nice. <laughs> nice. And it also had to go get water. <laughs> so it was like a full thing. I will, yeah, I definitely cannot make my AeroPress coffee in, in four minutes. That's actually, I think, kind of impressive. Like, the amount of time it takes to walk down to the second floor, rinse out my cup, and clean things, you know. And, and, and I have a hot water dispenser, right? Like, at the ready. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and I still find that, like, it'll take me upwards of, like, eight to ten minutes sometimes to make a cup. I don't oh, know. Oh, wow. Maybe, yeah, and I'm and I'm not, like, distracted. Man, that's fast. How are you doing it so fast? <laughs> well, it, the kettle heats up pretty quick, and I only do, um, like, actually today, because I was in such a hurry, I didn't do my normal uh, bloom. And actually, I quite like the taste, so I might be uh, dissing the bloom. No oh, more bloom. No kidding. <laughs> I don't huh. know. You yeah, want the CO2, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, who knows? It could have been anything that made the taste particularly good today. Could have been the fact that I felt like shit. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think you need to start scheduling some time on your calendar, June, that you're quote unquote busy so you can get some tasks done. And um, I, I actually, I would like to ask you, so it sounds like you have this emailing system, which I'm sorry that I like kind of groaned at you. I just know people who email themselves and I think it's just ridiculous. Like, why don't you just make an email or make a to-do? Well, that is making a to-do. That that is the method of making a to do. Is that how is that how Outlook looks? I I, I haven't really played with their to dos much because it's a weird interface in my opinion. Well, here's the thing: I like having one go to place for a to do list, right? And a lot of times, I get an email that I need to follow up on, or I need to go do something about, right? It's not necessarily to reply to the email, but it's just like, oh, right, I need to go do this thing, right? I have an action item. Um, and I and it, and with Outlook, you just flag the thing as a task, and then I can assign myself a due date for the task, right? And boop, it shows up on the right pane, right right side pane, as a task, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you have to like physically forward the message to yourself. No, 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 no. That no, feels no. redundant. No, 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 oh, no, no. Okay. No, no. This is this is if someone else sent me an email and it's like meeting minutes, right? And my name is in there with an action item. Oh, okay. I will, I will flag that thing, right? Um, that's that's not that's of, not ridiculous. I know someone who would CC themselves on everything. 
No, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. That's too much. That's, yeah, no, I don't get that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with it. That's insanity. But I'm, I'm talking about more like, you know, I might be at my stand-up meeting, right? And uh-huh. I'm like, someone says something, and I'm like, oh, crap, you know, I got to add a story for this. You know, I'll send myself an email to say, add story for blah, 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 blah. And then I get the email, and later when I'm at my desk, I'll see, oh, unread email, here we go. Just boom. Check it as check it off. You know, I I'll add it as a task, right? I click the little flaggy bu- button and then boom, mm-hmm. it shows up on my task. I can make it, you know, I can assign it for today, due today, and I can even then arrange the order in which it appears in my task list for today. Um, all the tasks that are due today, right? I can make that drag that to the top well, or whatever. So that's kind of my flow because if I don't send myself that email, um, I'll forget. And if I only then just say, add it to my reminders on my phone, then I'm now, I have a distributed system of reminders and I hate that. I don't don't know if it's just Mm -hmm. like, like me not being able to deal with that or just me thinking it's very inefficient to have multiple to-do lists. There should just be one. Why am I going across different ones? You know what I mean? I do. I, I the only reason so I end up using both the reminders and do um for my reminding. And the reason why is that reminders I use almost exclusively for location based reminders. And I view that as my phone nudging me at a location to do something and to to go to action. Um and those are almost always immediate. Like I don't go to that list to remind myself of what I needed to get done. I go to that list that list comes to me. It gets pushed. What do you have for location-based reminders? I'm just curious because I never use those. The built-in iOS reminders app. I know, but what? Like, give me give me some examples of what you have for location-based reminders. When I arrive home, uh, start laundry. Or when I arrive home, check to see if we have a particular ingredient because I was wondering that earlier today. Or when I get to work, make sure I do X, Y, Z. Like... Stuff like that, yeah. Interesting. Like, or I'll make a I'll make a reminder sometimes of when I get in the car, remind me to grab X. Yeah. And the idea is that's a fail safe that once I get in the car and I see oh reminds to do this, if I forgot to like grab my laptop, then I can go back and get it. Now I don't do that every single day, but that's just an example. How does it know if you got in your car when it connects to the Bluetooth? And it has that ability, uh, a Bluetooth as a trigger, connect to Bluetooth as a trigger? Yep. Okay, that's neat. Huh. Yeah, I guess I guess the thing with the house is like, <laughs> I basically, I'm pretty much guaranteed that for the first two hours of arriving home, I, there's just, I can't really do anything. <laughs> I have to help with dinner. Uh-huh. I have to help with the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's no way I'm getting any errands or chores done. <laughs> that's fair. Um so I just end up always setting reminders that I have to do once I get home at like 7, 8, or 9 p.m. You know what I mean? So I guess that's why I never really use like when I arrive home. But yeah, okay. I was just curious what you had. Do you have any calendar habits that you wanted to mention? Mm, personal or work or both? Either. Well, we sort of touched on it with some of the other topics, but, you know, I wish I had more of a block. I wish I block off time for my work calendar, like you said. Um, 
it's just kind of getting crazy as we get closer to like our alpha deadline um we just have like like i'm pretty much guarantee that every day my boss's boss will will like im me or call me and be like i need you now and that can happen multiple times a day you know this is like two or three levels above me and then they're gonna like june i need i you know i need you for something come to my office or something and it's just like even if i try to block off my calendar i can't i can't be like sorry boss's boss's boss i have this time blocked off to do x y and z (laughs) um not a really good you know move for my career (laughs) um but that's i mean that's kind of frustrating though yeah i know because like yeah, I, I get what you're saying, though. It's hard to get around that. I don't know. I can't really think of another calendar. Honestly, and for a personal calendar, I the only thing I would say is if you're in a relationship, if you're a couple with somebody, make a shared calendar. Like, like yeah, just, we have one of those. Yeah, I mean that is just I think fundamental. You're gonna you're gonna avoid like conflicts very quickly. You're gonna be able to just say like, oh. Um, we've got so-and-so going on Saturday. Okay, great. You know, oh, you scheduled so-and-so. Okay, great. You know, it's just, oh my goodness. Is everything you do on that shared calendar or do you have a private uh, calendar as well? Oh, I have a a private one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I'm not not being, I'm not being facetious about like trying to hide uh, all your misdoings. No, no, I was just wondering what else do you share? Because sometimes I'm wondering, um, I've had this issue with Rachel and I on our calendar of, when am I posting something for situational awareness? And when am I posting something saying, Hey, you're also going to this, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would say, honestly, if it's anything I think Carolina should know about, it's going on the family calendar. Even like, I will put things like an oil change on the family calendar because, Hmm. because then she knows, for example, from six to seven after work, I'm going to get an oil change. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be able to like, I'm going to, I'm probably going to show up for late for dinner or something like that. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, that's fair. She doesn't have to go with me to get an oil change, but like, Hey, she knows what I'm doing. She knows what I'm up to. Um, I guess. Yeah. Actually, most of the things is goes on the family calendar. I would say only few things I would put in personal one that's not shared like things like maybe i mean i'll have things like uh crap see i'm having a hard time even thinking of an example like i just don't put use it much i'll have things like maybe maybe like a thing for work you know for example going to lunch going to lunch with like some work buddies i don't care that carolina knows that it's during the work day you know it's middle of the day Mm -hmm. i'm Mm going i'm going with people she wouldn't even know like you know, so I would, that would just be my personal calendar. I wouldn't put that on a family calendar. Yeah, I was actually thinking maybe I'll start sharing my personal calendar with Rachel as well. And then she can see it for situational awareness and choose to filter it in and out. I actually got her on that fantastic cow life. So she's uh, reaping the benefits of that beautiful, wonderful <laughs> app. Um, yeah, I've actually been influencing Rachel to get a few paid apps recently. Hmm. So uh, it's hmm. been Support cool. the developers. Help out all yeah. those indie devs. That's right. <laughs> Um, I don't know, June, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to overanalyze when it comes to, uh, these routines, these habits and practices? Well, I was kind of curious, like for routines, right? What routines do you have, like just established for the day? Obviously there's like, you know, I'm not talking about like you wake up and brush your teeth, but like, do you have certain things that you do every day or every like 
certain days of the week that you know can help you be more productive? I feel like I need to unlock my productivity, June. Um, it's something I've been struggling with lately, I think. Um, just coming in with a game plan every day, like particularly at work. Because sometimes it can just escape me. Just that various things pop up. And before you know it, you're like, holy cow, how is it so late? And then you look at back and you're like, what all did I get done? Mm-hmm. And that's a really frustrating occurrence, particularly for someone like me who's not like a lead. you know um but sometimes it feels that way and i think i need to get better at creating a jobs to be done list for a given day and sticking to it so it's actually something i've been thinking about in my life at work um i I find that i i have my personal life so hyper organized and i don't take those same practices to work and i don't know if it's because i can't install these same apps I don't have access to my phone in certain areas and stuff. I don't know why. I feel less product or put together, so to speak, at work. But it definitely is a thing, I've noticed. And I know some people keep notebooks, but I feel like that's just so... It's too passive for me. I need a pestering agent. Hmm. And um, I mean, I, I think, don't, don't get me wrong, I do take notes and I, I use a notebook from time to time, but I don't think it's as good as my systems I have in my personal life. And I just can't convert my personal life systems into work, and it frustrates me. Okay, can you, I'm sorry, can you elaborate a little more on what do you mean by converting your personal life to work or personal systems to work? Well, I think the the key tenet is um, I just simply cannot have my phone at certain times at work. Uh, And my whole system is having my phone annoy me for different things. Right, right, okay. Yeah, it's it's an issue with my, my system. So I, I I need to I need to spend I need to make an action item for tomorrow to really think about my my life and my system. Yeah. Oh, one other thing I just thought of. Work phone. I have the ability to get a work phone, and I am torn between whether or not I should or shouldn't. Now, a lot of people have said, "June, don't get a work phone." That's that's your sort of slippery slope down into crazy town. And, but at the same time, I can't tell you how many like meetings I've accidentally missed because I was like, shit, like maybe I'm like getting lunch or something, or I'm, I don't know, doing something. Right. And I'm like, wait, I only have my like personal phone. I don't have my work computer. I don't remember if I have a meeting. Right. Um, and I'll be late or something. And it just like pisses me off. Like I need to know basically if I have a meeting or not coming up and I don't know, the only way I can think about that is either do some hacky way of getting, you know, meeting notices onto my personal phone or, uh, get a work phone. But then obviously getting a work phone means opening up Pandora's box with emails, work emails too. So yeah, I don't know. Well, I definitely think you are opening up Pandora's box if you do that. But I understand the exact rationale you're thinking of because I also have the same opportunity to get a work phone. Mm. And I don't think people would really use it because, um, like, my team lead has my personal cell phone number. He'll text me if he needs me. And, like, it's all good. And no one really cares. The only reason I don't want a a work phone is because I don't want to have two devices in my pocket. That's that's 100% the only reason I don't want one, actually. Hmm. Because... Okay. I would have I would have no problem telling people that I'm not actually going to use my work phone at home. <laughs> gotcha. Like 
don't assume that that's that you can just like you're still gonna have to call my cell you like, know? If, yeah. if you want me you're gonna have to contact my personal line because you're inter- interrupting my personal time i would only use the work phone at work or like when it's convenient to use it right well you know what this one guy um uh he's a manager he <laughs> you know what he did so he has a work phone and personal phone um i think actually they're both like iphone 6s maybe seven i don't remember but anyways he's got the same case for both of them and this case has like this velcro kind of thing but it's like it's it's interesting because it's the same you know how velcro it's it's like one side is fabric and the other side are these like hooks right like it's different yeah whereas this thing is like the same material and somehow allows basically the back of each phone to stick next to each other to stick together and so that's okay. literally what he carries around is like this like stuck together set of two phones and he will literally just like flip you know flip it around he's like oh gotta use my work phone he flips it to the other side and then boom he's got his work phone he's looking at his work phone he's like oh gotta, you, cool. gotta respond to a text for personal boom he flips it back on the other side <laughs> that's actually really cool yeah yeah um yeah i i don't have any uh any qualms saying restrictions of when this work phone is acceptable to contact and i won't be mad if you contact my personal phone but like that'd be my division like if you are now choosing to access me that way yeah um and i think that's a good enough barrier that it will people will have the same respect yeah. for it i think you and i are probably okay with that because we're the kind of people that are like eh, yeah just call me on my personal phone but i i can def i definitely know people who will never give away their personal phone number to anybody from oh, work, I know. you know, oh, and right. that's like, uh, that's what they would use a work phone for. Like, here's my mm-hmm. work number. Um, the interesting thing is sort of the way I get around that is some people who call my work number, I just have, you know, it's, we've all switched to Skype now, kind of like, you know, what we, what our old company did. Um, so when they call my work number, it's just a Skype goes to my Skype and I have it forwarding to my cell phone. So oh, okay, that actually kind of works out pretty well, but I don't know. Hmm. Anyways, yeah, I've considered a work phone. They'll do it, and um, I I I just haven't needed the I haven't had the desire to carry a second device. And I actually yeah. thought when I had an opportunity to ask the head of IT, like, hey, what are you going to do? Bring your own device because I think a lot of these millennials would not mind doing that. You think? I uh, you would do that? Use your own device? You know, you know they put all kinds of crazy stuff and monitoring stuff on your phone. So I think uh, it matters, I guess. But um, if they're just going to do a few provisions and everything else acts the same, which is apparently how the work phones work, um, yeah, I wouldn't care. The work phones, like they they say, you can download anything you want from iOS App Store, and you can do whatever you want with it. Just uh, you know, don't be dumb. Because, like, everything's, like, secured in that enclave. Now, my issue would be if, uh, like, I had, for some reason, there was a data spill on my personal device, like, and then they had to, like, destroy it or whatever. That would be uh, not okay. So, that, that that's kind of where it, Obviously, it falls Obviously, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if Apple Care covers that. <laughs> I think that I think that's the main issue that they have is how to deal with that. Yeah. So... I think they haven't solved that, and they have, and they don't want to solve it. You mean, you mean? I'm pretty sure the app has a uh, self-destruct feature, right? Remotely initiated. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, the app is supposed to be really contained, so that in theory you would just have to do something with the app. But I don't know. I don't think it actually works that way. But that's the thing, right? Like, if you have a personal device, 
then it becomes, I guess, subject to that problem. So I don't know. Well, I want to hear about your iPad, man. All right. Well, I mean, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I, I posted some hot takes, like the hottest of hot takes on my website. Um, it was after using the iPad for maybe 10 minutes um, because I basically got home, unwrapped it, started up the restore process. And by the time it finished that restore process and was downloading apps, I had to head out pretty soon. But um, you can go check out those hot takes. Most of those things still stand. Uh, it is definitely heavier and more unwieldy. I've noticed that like it's harder to have leverage in one hand. Like sometimes I would cup it in one hand and have leverage. It's like definitely because it's just bigger. It has more weight. It's harder to do that. But um, goodness gracious, like I don't know why this display is so much uh, more intoxicating. Like it feels like getting promotion all over again. So like I I got you know promotion and it's one. Uh, 2017 or what was that was that 2017 i think it is yeah 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 yeah. 2017 wwc uh, ipads yeah um i got that and um it was awesome and but this one it's like all over again just i think because it's so big and so immersive um 12.9 is it's growing on me um i will say i can't really fully add it i can't adequately judge this guy until i get all the accessories which will come in on thursday and or friday so that's good i've got official shipping notifications now um so i'm waiting for the folio and i'm waiting for the the pencil Mm, yep but it's it's nice it's fast um looking forward to editing the show the one issue i ran into that i told june about is that i plugged my microphone into the USB-C port and it all lit up but it didn't actually get recognized in the app so i'm not currently using it to record i'm actually using my iphone to record and using my old ipad to um do skype with with june today and i have the other ipad open with uh just our show notes um so yeah i i I do need to figure that out i need to figure out why that's not working and it wouldn't be the end of the world if i have to get a dock or not a dock but like a dongle that has power delivery because that's how it currently has to work so i'm already used to that but i i was expecting that the 7.5 watts the ipad can deliver would be sufficient to power this microphone so i'm gonna have to go look into that after the show so was it all as uh as great as all the hype was um yeah it's it seems pretty awesome so far i haven't had a stress test it i haven't edited a podcast yet or anything um but it's it's nice it's big it's cool to have that huge canvas and the yeah. screen just looks amazing it, it, it it's noticeably nicer than i think the old screen which is kind of crazy yeah face id is incredible on this thing it's way better than the phone hmm. it's way faster wow um and like, I think it's just because it catches you in all these different angles and it just has a, such a beefy processor in it. Have you done any, um, or plan to do any gaming on this thing? Maybe involving like AR? No, not really. Um, I mean, I'll see if that changes, but not really. I will say this. I'll, I'll make my official hot take. Um, this home indicator is completely unacceptable. I understand why they have it on the iPhone and I understand why they have it on the iPad as these like reminders, of, hey, you don't have a home button anymore. Here's how you interact. But you're talking about by the home indicator, just for just for our listeners um, who don't have, you know, the latest iPhones. Uh, can you elaborate on what you mean by the home indicator? It's this uh, lozenge at the bottom of the screen that indicates that you can grab it in order to flick a app away or to multitask. So this thing's an abomination on iPad in particular because my 10.5 with home button does not have a home indicator 
but has all the exact same features as the home indicator allows. Swiping between apps, going into multitasking, bringing up the dock, all those things I can do on my current 10.5. There's no indicator in the way. You might be wondering like, oh, it's just like a few pixels. Why do you care, Alec? Well, the reason why, and I know this is a short-term problem, but a lot of apps have not been updated. So what they do is they draw a like thin black border around the whole application to mm. accommodate that one little have need for a black bar for the home indicator. And it's infuriating. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely infuriating because it doesn't need to be there. And I really hope iOS 13, like it shouldn't take until iOS 13, but I, I'm being realistic with myself that it won't change until then. I hope there's some kind of pro mode or some kind of way to turn this thing off where you're just like, I know that that's there. I don't yeah. need to see it. The only time it it's at all relevant is like in some games, they will disable the ability to flick up once to get out of the app. You have to flick twice. Hmm. You flick once to activate the home indicator and twice to get out of the app, which I don't like. I have one game that does that. And I'm like, I'd rather just be able to get out of you instantaneously. Like I've never had this problem. I feel like you're solving a not, a not real problem. I feel like you're trying to just keep me in the app longer because it's hard to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't get the, the home indicator. Well, I do. I understand 100% why it's there, but I, I, I just think it's unnecessary. Yeah. So if I ever get the option to turn it off on iPhone and iPad, I, I totally would because it just yeah. doesn't need to be there. And reclaim a little, just a, a few more pixels. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, once, you know, Apple doesn't sell any phones with physical buttons anymore, then yes, then eventually, or the home button, I should say, then, you know, Eventually, yeah, once everybody's used to the swipe, you know, I, I would think there's no need for it anymore. Because even on the phone, I would say after just using it for a week, I'm like, yeah, I don't really need that indicator anymore. I'm wondering, June, if it's a part of their brand. You know, like the home button was iconic with its look for so many years. Then they had the, the, the ring around it for the touch ID. That was kind of iconic. Now you have this iconic um, notch style and ears and lozenge like i'm wondering if that is a uh some kind of brand that they're trying to do i think the ears and the notch are enough though (laughs) that's what i'm thinking yeah and in thinking about icons i've seen you know just sort of minimalistic icons of you know new iphones i don't really notice anything with the home indicator in it they're usually just the notch it's just an indication of the notch and that's like boom iphone right there you got a bunch right. of imitators, but it's just like, yep, yeah, um, that's <laughs> iPhone did it first, basically. <laughs> so I don't think we've recorded since you got your 10R. Oh yeah, the 10R and my um, my my uh, my M3 is right here. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that you're using them. Uh, we talked about it that last show, but uh, yeah, uh, it's got some new toys. Um, they're really nice. Uh, <laughs> so guess what. I, I lived for about... Um, oh, that looks pretty. Yeah, I like it's, that. it's pretty. I got the uh, blue. June got the blue one, yeah. It feels so inadequate to just call this blue. You know, of all the ways we can describe color, this is not just blue. This is like the, the nice, cool breeze that you've been wanting for a long time in the hot summer that is just like... <laughs> You know, that just like... Cool breeze blue. Yeah, there you go. But it's specifically the one that you want in the summer that you got for like three seconds, you know, and it is the most relaxing thing in the world because it's so damn hot. I don't know. 
this is what this is like this is what i think of when i when i look at this blue um anyways that and the screen real estate man like i went from a 5se to a 10r and it's like it's uh it's night and day it's um june can you hold up the phone again and and be so happy about the blue breeze the cool blue breeze because i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna take a picture of it yeah i just i took a picture of it i think with the the thing and i'm gonna save it and put it in the show notes of you being excited about your blue phone yeah man yeah man this blue is awesome i should uh i should take a you should take a picture of me holding my ipad and i was covering the whole screen (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um the other thing is um we talked about you know going the naked life right and i went the naked life for about uh, maybe a week between a week and two weeks you know mm. and i was like yeah sexy but the entire time i was living that naked life i felt like i was walking on a tightrope with this thing every time i'm taking this thing out of my pocket it felt even just the act of taking out of my pocket it felt like i had to be extremely careful i have to like I have to basically, well, first of all, the 10R, it doesn't have the stainless steel, right? It's the aluminum, so it's it's very slippery. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now in the winter, cold months, my hands are drier. They're not as, like, sticky. So, yeah, that's fair. like, my phone is just, like, sliding right off my hands. And it is hard to get a grip, a good grip. And it freaks me out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm constantly worried I'm going to drop it. And I even got Apple Care now. This is the first time I ever bought Apple Care. And I'm still just like, because, obvi- you know, even if you have Apple Care, it doesn't mean you want to, like, deal with not having a phone because it's getting repaired and you're still paying a deductible, right? So, yeah. It's just like, all right, I have to be extremely careful. And I freaking dropped it once. I already dropped it once. And this is only, like, less than two weeks. In, into living case. the naked naked life. Yeah, Sans case. It's not bad at uh, all, but there's definitely now a little ding. It's it's tiny, but it's like, mm, shit. Mm, mm, yeah, I know. It's it's like, yeah. uh, I can't believe I did that. So anyways, I slapped a clear case back on, and I'm like, you know what? This is, this is what I'm going to do. I, I just, mm. Yeah. Rachel uses a clear case on hers. It's all good. I will say, I've been handling this iPad with kid gloves, putting it in and out of my bag, because... Um, it doesn't have its folio yet and I'm not too much worried about messing it up as much as I am uh, the screen. Like I like how the screen was covered before when you can throw it in and out of your bag. So yeah, I don't think I'm going to be taking it uh, anywhere for the next few days until I get the folio. I did yeah. take it to work today to show one of my buddies, but that nice. was the extent of it. Yeah. I would be careful with that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially being how yeah. unwieldy it is, but yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to show it to you next time I see you. Yeah, man. Oh, the other thing I'll mention: Face ID. I didn't know if I was gonna be a fan at first. Man, I love Face ID. Like having used Face ID, I don't think I could live without Face ID. Just I, I don't miss the Touch ID at all. And the sort of, to me, the speed of it is, is like pretty good. Um, as far as unlocking. For some reason, it feels to me like it's a little bit slower when I'm in an app and say I'm using Face ID to sign in, right? That always yep. seems a little slower than the amount of time it takes the phone to unlock the phone from the lock yep. screen. I've noticed that too. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's all because of the stupid animation. Right. The little, you know, blue spinny yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, I, I'm wondering if it's because 
you know, you still have the animation of flicking up the home or the cover sheet and uh, having your icon zoom in, but I don't know. I've, I've noticed that. I feel, it feels the same to me as well. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. When I come over, you gotta you gotta listen to these headphones too, man. They're not bad. I do. Yeah, not bad. Are they good? Sound good? They're pretty good. Um, they're not. They charge with USB C, right? Yeah, they do. It comes with like nice. the shortest cord ever. It's like a it's like a four inch cord, and I'm like, <laughs> like I I have no I have no good way of like actually placing it somewhere while I'm charging it. It's sort of just hanging off the cord, which I know is terrible, but. I that's so that's horrible design on their end. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just need to get a longer cord. I gotta suck it up and pay for a longer cord. But, um, but yeah, no. I mean, it charges super fast, right? It's got the super fast charging thing. Um, I think it's what like, ooh, I don't want to pull a number out of my ass, but it's like it's like seventy percent in like ten minutes or something crazy like that. So, it's pretty cool. Um. It the the battery life is insane. It's like thirty hours um, with noise canceling on. The noise canceling itself is pretty cool, though. I will say it's still it's still not as good at canceling out. I think some of the higher frequency sounds, um, but I think that's just a thing of active noise canceling. Um, and uh, I like the different customization you can have with the Sony app, which is really cool it's definitely oh, yeah. positive mm-hmm. um i can set the like i can for example turn on just like a certain amount of ambient noise on to let out to let in certain amount of ambient noise if i want to like say for example play music in my office but want to be able to hear if someone's talking to me right be from behind me or something like i can i can leave it in that setting um and that's pretty cool that this whole cup over ear feature dude this is this is oh, awesome yeah. mm-hmm. Because it, it not only like lets in the sound, it is amplifying voices. So it, it it'll actually amplify what it thinks is sounds relate that are coming from of a voice, and I can hear it much clearer, like people speaking. Um, and cool. it's and it's like instant. Like I put my hand over it, and it's like boom. And uh, yeah, and the wireless, it's so comfortable. Oh man, that's the other big pain. Like I have never worn headphones as comfortable. Um, I've had a Bose, an old Bose Quiet Comfort, and they're not as discomfort. They're not as comfortable. Um, I haven't had the latest Bose, uh, but man, these are these are great. And uh, oh, awesome, man! So many cool things, man. I I'm just gonna, I'm like I can't stop talking about it. You know, it's like the um, you know the touch controls. You know how these have the touch yep. controls? Freaking awesome! Skipping tracks, turning them up the volume, down the volume, right? Pause play answer calls cool. it's good yeah I, I i'm i've been thinking about them i just wish i knew what was going on with the uh apple one apple ones did you see that there's a rumor that they're going to be able to put on either way and it'll be able to detect right or left based off of noise yeah i i did see that and i'm like what the fuck like how would that yeah, even it, work design wise you know like it totally checks out it checks out. The fifth microphone, they move one closer to the mouth and one farther away, and whatever one's picking up your voice worse, it, but, we'll figure it out from that. So this thing is going to be padded on both sides? It's going to have to be symmetrical, regardless of the side, and I, I just feel like it would look good, like it would look like no other headphone. No, just the, the microphone holes will be in different places. But I'm saying the padding, right? If you can wear this, well, if it's spinnable and you can wear it in any direction, 
Maybe I'm no. not interpreting it correctly. But wouldn't I mean, that my mean... Headphones, uh-huh. I feel like my headphones I can wear left or right, and like they're oh. equally as comfortable. I totally misinterpreted that. Oh my god, I feel stupid now. I totally thought they meant like, without spinning this whole thing, I would just spin my cups. The cups, oh. like... <laughs> Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i was like how would that work design wise <laughs> you'd have to have like the whole thing needs to be padded on both sides <laughs> <laughs> i feel like oh, an idiot Richard. i'm like oh okay time to go to sleep 